0: I believe it's important to stress that it's not just uh, about uh, remote work. Uh, we are in a worldwide crisis that is going to last. And uh, we will most likely have to, we'll never come back to the world as we knew it uh, six months ago.
1: Thank you for listening to the first episode of Valtech Cafe recorded from the Netherlands. My name is Steffi Vane, strategist at Valtech Netherlands. And with me are Queenie Rogowski, Head of Baltic Academy, and Olivier Brass, Director Agile Practices in France. They will join me in today's conversation. Hello Queenie. Hello Olivier. Hello Stephine. Nice to be here. Since a couple of months, we've been all working from home, including ourselves. And this has been particularly challenging for people working in Agile teams. Today, I'll be discussing how to build and maintain successful Agile teams in our new low-touch economy. So, Queenie, can you explain what you saw happening in the first couple of weeks that our Agile teams had to work from home every day?
2: Yeah, so... Actually, um, it took some time um, uh, seeing, also reflecting afterwards, what happened in the first week. What we saw here in the Netherlands is that our performance actually went up. Teams were uh, very busy. Uh, People get a lot of work done. You know, they were working from home, not being too distracted by, by colleagues. Uh, they worked more hours at home than they than they worked at the office. So actually, in the first few weeks, we saw performance uh, went up a lot.
1: Velocity went up. So Olivier, can you explain a little bit about what happened with the emotional state of uh, employees after those first couple of weeks?
0: Yes, I believe it's important to stress that it's not just uh, about uh, remote work. We are in a worldwide crisis that is going to last, and uh, we will most likely have to will never come back to the world as we knew it uh, six months ago. So I believe Mm -hmm. that everyone uh, went through uh, a kind of change curve uh, that is a traditional change curve we we know from the social world, where uh, people have been facing either shock or denial or anger or confusion or some. People even accepted the crisis uh, very quickly. And so Mm -hmm. I believe we were in a a kind of cocktail of emotions individually and collectively that uh, made our day-to-day work even more complex than it was before. Uh, It required for people to be able to Uh, deal with their own uh, family setup, for example, to manage their own energy as well as the energy of the family to maintain motivation. And on that side, I believe within Valtech, we have seen very good results around the motivation. People were still very passionate about their work. Uh, But I believe that in the long run, uh, this curve that we are going through uh, is just the first wave. (laughs) And we we are going Mm -hmm. to go into more and more waves like this with the crisis. On that side, I believe it's even more important uh, for us to be able to know how we uh, we behave individually and how we can make this a strength uh, rather than a weakness in the long run.
1: That sounds interesting. But that also creates a new challenge for business leaders because these emotional aspects working from home, they're quite new. So how can business leaders deal with that effectively?
0: You're right. It's totally, I believe it's totally new. We know that for for years, that it's very important to take care about the social context where people are, uh, to create an environment where there is empathy, where people feel secure of expressing their uh, emotions and feel secure about explaining, about talking about their difficulties. Uh, Mm -hmm. And for managers, there are some tools uh, available uh, to to be able to to, uh, help people in their organization. An example of that is to regularly question people around uh, their mood and their motivation. And we have tools like mood uh, uh, mood walls or mood indicators we were doing in the present world. You can do also uh, remotely. So it's very important to, to create a context where people feel secure to uh, expose their vulnerabilities and uh, yeah. bring on psychological uh, safety for, for everyone.
2: What I see is that because we are working now, we are working mostly uh, remotely and digitally. The focus is really on the, on the content, so the things we are discussing. And there's not always room to talk about each other, how we feel, etc. especially when you are in a team meeting with 10 people. You know, how do you mm-hmm. do uh, a good check-in together? So in my team, we have actually scheduled uh, one uh, 45 minutes every week Just to talk about ourselves. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Are you struggling with something? It sounds like a lot of time, but if I look back at working at the office, I think we would have talked in one week more than 45 minutes with the whole team on how are you doing? (laughs) You know, so actually, it's also really efficient. But I think this, you know, focus on the soft side of things is really important. But and maybe you just have to schedule a meeting that just about how are you?
1: Just do that. Okay, I hear you say that working remotely, we need to be more conscious about the soft side of working together. So do you have more of these specific examples and how to make real connections while we work together from each other?
2: Yeah, so maybe for instance, last week, I gave a remote training and it was a training of two hours, which actually is a bit of a maximum for for your brain to do this. So we scheduled some breaks in between. But also I'm having more fun with doing energizers in between. So, uh, in a, in a normal training, if you would do, uh, like a crazy fun energizer, it always was a bit uncomfortable. It was like, I understand what we're doing, but I'm not sure how this feels, but digitally, uh, I don't know why, but it just opens up so many possibilities that do not feel uncomfortable. So for instance, I had an energizer and, uh, the group got five minutes to get back uh, three things from their house. And the person who was (laughs) back first, uh, they won. And they had to tell, I have these three things. Uh, uh, What do they mean to me? Uh, Another meeting I had energized that they had to get the first hat that they would find in their their closet. So people came came back with all these different kinds of hats (laughs) and someone bought it on vacation. The other had a special trip somewhere. So you can uh, have all these people just running around the house. They get stuff but, and you have a great conversation. So um, I think it opens up a lot of those possibilities, but you have to consciously choose to focus on energizers or uh, personal yeah. things instead of work.
0: I would like also to, to enforce another aspect. So I really mm-hmm. enjoyed having sessions where people were all able to contribute uh, at the same level of expression. Uh, Leading to a concrete sense of we are actually doing things together. We are actually a team working in the same direction. And it generates quite a lot of energy. And
1: can you explain how you leverage online tooling to create this feeling of actually doing this together, even though everyone is working in a different place?
0: Yes, definitely. We have seen... A huge uh, shift into our uh, on online tools and uh, the online collaboration tools that are really uh, have helped us maintaining uh, business continuity, but not only yeah. business continuity, also being able to uh, gather teams across a collection of countries, a situation yeah. we were not able to do uh, even before due to travel costs.
1: Okay. So you're saying that this remote way of working can also have real positive effects on businesses. So can you explain how it impacts things like productivity, performance, but also employee engagement?
0: I've seen a request from customers that due to the COVID crisis, we're asking for shorter deliveries. A few months ago, we were speaking of deliveries, let's say up to six months but now people are looking for deliveries in the range of three months from the start of the project to the delivery, or even shorter. So to mm-hmm. it's a real sign of the acceleration uh, that we, we, we were already seeing before the crisis, but that is even more important now. And uh, thanks, I believe thanks to the distribution of our, uh, our people, we are better uh, suited to be able to, to answer to this kind of very short-term requests.
2: What I also hear you uh, say, Olivier, and what I see here in the Netherlands is that, you know, um, we always had this agile way of working at, at Veltec, But because of this situation, we are also developing more about the agile way of thinking, you know, so these are oh, yeah. two, two different things and they, uh, they really leverage each other right now um and in terms of uh, crisis um to be a bit you know positive maybe on uh, on this terrible crisis it's also allows you know it also opens up some windows of opportunities so uh, we have this saying in the netherlands that if you have a good idea but it's not the right time you put it on the shelf and then when it's the right time (laughs) you you take your idea off the shelf so this was a big momentum to take good ideas off the shelf so now we have created a Full retraining program on data, so people who are front ender, back ender, business analysts, they get a second role, which is all about data. So that you know we go from separate roles to really more flexible people who you can better mix and put into work when it
1: comes to clients. Creating e-learning really fits this momentum. Having talked about the impact, the benefits, and the opportunities of this new normal. Let's have a brief look into the future. So some weeks ago, we've received word that we are allowed, with restrictions though, to return to the office again. So that means we are entering into a new phase, a phase in which we'll have to deal with a combination of working together in an office on one side and working together from our own individual home offices on the other side. Can you explain what kind of mechanisms you see to make this work? Yeah, well, I'm,
2: what I also like, we have this um, uh, scale-up company in the Netherlands. It's called Blendel, And uh, post-COVID, they had this no-meeting day. So one day a week, mm-hmm. the, the colleagues weren't allowed to schedule any meetings together. It was just full productive day. Maybe we need yes. to just think about those kinds of regulations for, for companies to so people know. So this is a day I need to be flexible for the team. And this is the day I can be flexible for myself and my productivity. We need to make new agreements on, on this, I guess.
0: I have seen this experimentation uh, uh, ongoing in in Canada, in our Canadian office uh, at this stage. And I think it's very interesting. Uh, yeah. And also, as we have seen during the crisis, I believe there are m- much more informal networks within the organization that are able to bring value. And the, the, there is a shift, I believe, from, the properly identified teams, stable teams, we have been promoting in the agile context, toward how to get uh, the traction of all the informal networks, the informal connection that can uh, help us getting faster, or uh, having more ideas, or having more skills. The goal here is to avoid subgroups uh, with some kind of groupthink approach. And we have seen that typically happening Uh, in one of our customer contexts, where the customer during the COVID crisis told us, guys, I I think you are now acting like a real team, knowing that the team (laughs) is is, uh, spread around four or five countries, but you had some kernels of um, team members in some locations. But due to the fact that everybody was in the exact same remote context, it felt like a real team.
1: As you mentioned before, Olivier, this is just the start of a major shift in how we work together in agile teams in this low-touch economy. This shift is ongoing. So before we end this podcast, I want to hear some final words of wisdom for our listeners. Yeah, so from a
2: learning and development perspective, I I really want to give some tips about making sure that your employees are trained and developed on resilience a critical thinking and uh, some kind of teaming skills people skills stuff like that because having teaming skills coordinate people making sure the energy is high motivation is high is really something you need to develop differently when you work remote than when you are in a room together you can actually see non uh, uh, nonverbal communication, see body language. You're missing out of all of these things. So you need to make sure that you have team leads that can actually understand how to ask the right questions to check how someone's doing and to make sure mm-hmm. that someone has the things they need to really create that extra value for clients. So those people skills are really Important here to create this shift. Um, critical thinking was something that the World Economic Forum already said at the beginning of this year. This will be a really important skill for for people and for companies to focus on. So we need to make sure that you know we create this environment of asking each other more questions and challenging each other, because we are missing mm-hmm. out on this natural you know moments where it happens. And last but not least, um, the third one: train on resilience we ask people to be flexible. Um, It's about agile thinking. It's about, you know, um, what time do you tune in? It's because it's digital, you work easily across countries. We ask a lot of flexibility here, Um, but Mm -hmm. you do not have any colleagues around you who check up on you, how are you doing? You have to take care of yourself now a little bit more. So we have to train people on how to do that a little bit more. So these Mm -hmm. three things, Resilience, critical thinking, people skills. If you are, as a company, able to focus on those three things, I think you will have the perfect workforce in terms of crisis or after crisis.
1: Thank you, both of you. Thank you, Queenie and Olivier, for sharing your knowledge, your experience, your ideas, your fun facts, and everything you learned in the last couple of months on how to build and more importantly, maintain successful Agile teams remotely. I learned a lot. Uh, I hope you listeners also uh, learned some interesting new things. Uh, It's up to you to share your ideas around today's topic. Uh, Please share your experience, your thoughts, and ideas on how Agile teams can remain happy and successful working in this low-touch economy. Thank you so much for today and hope you will tune in next time again.